Hello and welcome to another artery-clogging episode of the Geshcast Gaming Podcast. Coming to you as ever from the ventricles of a duck's heart, I am Gav. I'm Phil. And before we get started, before this rocket ship takes you to the fucking moon and back, we're going to thank you for downloading the show. So, cheers. Good on you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Phil, this is our ninth episode. Cut your hands. Cut your hands. Uh, ninth episode. Yes. Nine months of gaming podcasts. Mm-hmm. Not Good. far away from our first anniversary, first Geshiversary. The first uh, Geshiversary. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it's exciting for several reasons, but if you think of this as a thought experiment, right? If people were banging while they were listening to the first Geshcast, uh-huh. unprotected. Unprotected. Minus sheath. Minus sheath. No prophylactics. Chances are, they're now ready to give birth to the very first ever Gesh baby. That's amazing. Conceived while hearing our voices. It's quite big. <laughs> I'm stunned in the silence for it. Uh, so if it is, if it's happening to you out there right now, please honour the moment. Call your baby either Gav or Phil. Yep. If it's a both strong Christian Christian names. names. If it's a daughter, you could just call it Geshcast. Uh huh. Or Pod Game. Pod Game. <laughs> I, I really say this only as a congratulations to my boy Stuart, um, who's expecting his very first Gesh baby. Ah, oh, amazing. At this time, um, congratulations to him and Kim. Uh, they will either have had or will have it by the time this comes out, I'm guessing. Are you standing? Good on them. Yep, good on them. So hope little uh, Gav Phil or Geshcast is <laughs> going to be happy. Beautiful, strong baby Geshcast. <laughs> Gav Phil. Strong. <laughs> strong baby. Was it his seed that impregnated? It was his, his own burner. seed and he confirmed that he was listening to the, the Geshcast in his headphones. God bless him. In his buds. I'm impressed anyone can get an erection with our voices. Oh, no, no, I like to the podcast all the time. Not a huge amount <laughs> of uh, other stuff, wow. personally, <laughs> uh, to talk about. A lot of people are probably wondering what's happening with the D&D. Oh, right, yeah, the D&D update. Not we should a have lot. a sting for the D&D update. We really should. We'll have D&D sting for next week, next episode even. Cool, go for uh, it. So, any of those that are interested in the realms of fantasy, <laughs> suffice it to say... open your mind. Uh, open your mind, <laughs> asshole. The dark machinations at Irontooth have yet to uh, bear their terrible fruits, but more next time. Ooh. Okay. Cryptic. I know, cryptic as hell. Anyway, so if you'd like to do me the honour of playing our intro music, we'll get started. Hang on, I'll get the tape out. Spins effects. There it is. Wasn't that intro music amazing again? It was good, a good, uh, good socking it to them. How about we kick off with what we've been playing, Gav? Start. Okay, we've, we'll start off with games we've both been playing. Yes. We've both played. Grand idea, because it's been a busy month. And has indeed. For once, we are current, we're up to date. Yeah. All the game, big games that came out last month, mm-hmm. played them all, mate. Played every fucking one of them. Come on. Ticked all the boxes. Welcome to a relevant podcast. The first one. <laughs> it had to happen eventually. Um, so first off, Bulletstorm. Unos Bulletstormus. You and I both posted articles on the website. We were both quite excited about Bulletstorm. We were. Well, not, I, I, not excited before. No. But then immediately, immediately yes. yes. We're like, awesome. Also, check out the website, people. Go, go, go and have a look. There's plenty of articles over there, you know? Yeah. If you want a wee gesh fix in between the episodes. Uh, right, so anyway, Bulletstorm. Yes. The first time, didn't really consider the demo was that much a cop, but mm. I thought, I'll get it, hold me over until something else comes out. Yes. Keep me sated. And uh, absolutely loved it. Thought it was great. It kind of came out of nowhere because I was biased originally because I'm a big disagreeer with how great the Gears of War series are yeah. in everyone's eyes. And being the kind of same team yeah. behind it, 
uh, I was a little bit worried about it at first, no, but I picked it up because, like you say, it's a bit of a dry spell. Yeah. And I thought I'll give it a bash. Yep. It looks like fun. And yeah, it was an absolute blast. You obviously have the kind of point system. Mm-hmm. Either kill with skill. Kill with avec with skill. Avec with skill. So, and you have the kind of kick function and the whip function, drag people towards you or yep. punt them away from you, and the various things. Great. Yeah, it was good fun. <laughs> it's just that way, it's that kind of. You don't expect it to be as fun as it was. And I mean, there's very little. I mean, in terms of. It's got a fun but disposable storyline, you know what I mean? You're just. It keeps going at a fair clip. You're never really bored in no. Dillstorm. There's no, there's no real downtime. I found when going back, the first couple of levels were a little bit slower. Yeah, you played that twice, didn't you? But uh, as soon as it does kick off, they spend an awful lot of time telling you about the kicking and the whipping. Yeah. And it's a bit too long. Like It once, takes two once, seconds to get it. Yeah, once you know it. But they play at a whole level de- dedicated to just yeah. kicking and whipping. Uh, but once it does all kick off, then like you say, it doesn't stop at any point. Yeah. The, worst, the bad thing about that, of course, is no one's expecting a great storyline or mm-hmm. character development. No one's really... I'm guessing if you're buying Bulletstorm, that's not what you're buying the game for. But the fact there is no downtime, you don't get any real appreciation of the characters. Mm-hmm. That's what I found, like, your man, would you call him the main guy, like, Macho Beard, Shoot Killer, or whatever his name yeah. is. He, protagonist number one. Protagonist number one. He goes from, like, being a kind of chuckly rogue, mm. like dead, making wee quick marks, and then late, two seconds later he's like, God damn it, I war as hell. <laughs> and you're just like, fuck, just... That's what war will do to you, though. That's that's that makes, makes you bipolar. Exactly. Uh, it's got a good variety of weapons running through it, but I found I stuck to the same three. Yeah, I think I did as well. You know what I mean, just like shotgun and uh, sniper rifle style thing. Mm-hmm. It's dead powerful, so I just used them the whole game. Yeah, that'll do you. But, uh, so you've got the lasso whip thing and that can you, know, you can pull things at towards you you can use it in the environment and stuff like that which it works really well it does uh, it does at times it wasn't quite as broad as I would have liked it to have been yeah, yeah. It's, you can do pretty much one thing once you've lassoed a person which is like yeah it, it depends what's around you really and yeah. there is only four or five different things that might be around you but on the plus side, the game was very, very, very pretty. Yeah, oh, it looked beautiful. And yeah. extremely colourful in comparison to the Gears of War ones. Uh, and probably a great... You see if you could get it for like 25 quid. That was exactly what I've got here. 25 quid. Uh, solid shooter. Nice mechanic. 25 quid. That's what I've got written down here. Boom, Shang-A-Lang. Plus it's got a big bit where you control a radio-controlled dinosaur monster. And it's awesome. It's got laser eyes. Mm-hmm. There's nothing there not to like, and you've got a brilliant slide function. All yes. games should have a slide function where you can go under stuff. We'll go into Crisis 2. Oh, yeah. Fucking Crisis 2, I can't stand it. <laughs> Next game. Dragon Age, <laughs> Dragon Age DOS. Dragon Age DOS. Now, neither of us have played, well, I've played maybe an hour yeah. of the original Dragon Age. Didn't like it. Didn't like it, could not get into it. Could Spat not get the past. dummy out. Pretty much. I, <laughs> you kind of start off in the original, and I think I was a mage as well, I don't know if it's separate for different characters. Uh, in the kind of the Hogwarts equivalent yeah. and I never made it out of there and I think that's the equivalent of not making it out of the jail in Oblivion yeah I was uh, making it out of Patrick Stewart's dungeon but uh, you bought this first yep yep I made uh, Day, of, Day of Release I believe Day of Release Galen Hawk Galen Hawk was my guy the scene uh, I, I mean I'd never played it but the game seems to catch you up so you don't miss anything mm. I didn't feel when I was playing the game that oh I wish I'd played the first one now yeah. at any point Bioware extremely good at that. Yeah. With Mass Effect 2, it's the same thing. Yeah. I did play through the original, but you didn't need to no. at all. It was just like, this is the universe. That's what I was, I was worried I'd miss on a bit of kind of context and texture of the whole world, if you know what I mean. Like, yes. I'd miss it. But, nah, it doesn't, hasn't hampered me at all. I loved it. I didn't think I would, and I never play these kind of games pretty much ever. 
uh, you know, like uh, these kind of stat-heavy RPGs, uh, doesn't really interest me. Uh, but this was great. I just, I just, I think it was right place, right time. Just caught me, sucked me right in. Mm. Uh, even though, I mean, it plays not. I didn't play. It doesn't play as I imagined it would because it plays kind of more like a like an MMO almost. You've got it's these like gauntlet. Ah, you've got like kind of set uh, attacks. Yes, you know, and you just go right. Okay, this is my you know reaping strike, and you press it, and your guy goes through the motions and does it. Uh, largely around a static enemy, you know, you'll both stand just in front of each other and hack away doing different things. <laughs> But uh, I know it just loads of different weapons and skill trees to develop your guy through. There's tons to do in it. Um, I ran through the full game in 24, 25 hours. Right. Which people, some people were like, that's not very long, is it? Yeah. Well, ah, it's a full... That, that's a day a of my life. <laughs> universe day. Aye. And frankly, when I'm playing games like, I don't know, like Killzone or something like that, where it's like maybe what, like a six hour campaign? Yeah. Or no, in front with apparently four. Ah, yeah, four hours. Hour I mean, I suppose the games you're buying for the multiplayer as well, but yeah. still, 24 hours is a long-ass time to be putting into a game. And, uh, I mean, it's funny. Uh, it's well-written. I didn't expect it to be funny at all. I didn't expect there to be any humour in it, just from the the first maybe ten minutes and the just the look of the whole yeah. packaging. I would say if it had been any more, if it had been really straight-laced and bull-faced, yeah. I wouldn't have bothered with it. I just became have. incredibly sassy. Yes, <laughs> well, that's the way to play it because yeah. I think that's how I know that that time never really existed. Yeah, but if it did, I imagine people would have been very sassy. Yeah, just very sassy, like uh, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> so the main thing in it that I would want to talk about, of course, is well, there's two major things. Obviously, you get a ton of choices in the game, and it branches off into different ways, different people to support, different characters join you, things like that. You had a very different experience when I watched you play your game. Your brother was in it? Yes. And then at the start of my game, the brother died, and I've got the sister with me. So that's a completely different game almost, which made me kind of think, I'm going to play this again as soon as I finish it, and you know, see the other side of branches, things. you know. I'm not going to. No, nah, nobody has. Nobody has, Gav. Nobody no, no. played a game twice. Nah, nobody. Uh, yeah, you'll never believe what happened to my little brother, Carver. Carver? Only gone and joined the Templars. Ah. Uh, I'm a mage. Four uh, enemies. See, I fought against the Templars and Abel. <laughs> Basically, though, the game does seem to have improved on every level. Yep. On the first one, uh, but it does seem to be an amount of anger from fans of the original about Correct. changing the art style and things. Yeah. But I found absolutely none of it to be uh, again spitting the dummy out. Spitting the dummy out. Fuck them. But changing the art style because that was a bit of a complaint with the first one. I didn't like the way yeah. it looked. Uh, and changing the menu system just completely opened the whole game up to me uh, in a way that the first one couldn't. I don't think I'll go back and play the first one. Even though I like this, I don't think I'll go back. No. I like the way that the levels, or the missions rather, are split apart and there's no just redundant travelling from one area to the next. Yeah. It's just a matter of you finish that bit, go to the end of the, the world or whatever it is, there's a kind of point, yeah. several points in the map where you can just leave that area ah. and you'll fast travel to the next, the next one. You just shoot it from A to B. Yep. Mission, mission, mission. Oh, if there was a lot of troops and I would have been bored. Yes, yes. I know you said earlier about wanting to have a horse in it. <laughs> yeah, I would like to have a horse in it. I love horses in games anyway. But uh, <laughs> I love horses. I love, I love horses. Uh, you could just fly through the game, I guess, and just get a kind of main storyline. Mm-hmm. But... There is a lot to be said for going and getting all the side quests. Oh yeah, some of them are great. Some of them make no sense. They're just there for entertainment's sake of just making you laugh. Yeah. And that's good. They do it well. And they do it well. So, uh, what else? 
was being played? You got uh, one? I do indeed. Well, I got the other one of the bigger games that came out last month was uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Ah. Well, that's on the old PlayStation 3. Which yes, you may have heard of. so far has been played yeah. on the PlayStation 3, surprisingly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know me, I love my fighting games. Big fan of the old versus franchise, you know, Marvel vs. Capcom, X-Men vs. Street Fighter, Tatsunoko vs. Capcom, all that shite. Uh, so I got this. Good. Day how, one. How have you found it in comparison? Compared to two, I like it a lot. It's it's different. It plays differently enough to warrant, you know, the two separate entities. Yes. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 isn't as flashy or insane in places, but I just, I don't know, there's something about them that I don't necessarily think this one, this new one is better. And I've got Marvel Capcom 2 sitting there on my hard drive, ready to go at a moment's notice. Yes. And I think, do I play that or do I put, go to the fucking bother? And it sounds lazy, but getting the disc out, putting the disc in, waiting for it to load up, mm-hmm. all that shit. I'm a, I'm a big fan. You know this. Yes, you I do of, know this as uh, well. Hard drive based games yeah. where it doesn't need to be a full disc release. Yeah. And this is a prime example. You could just hit the button and start it when you're downloading something else yeah. and you probably get a little more play out of it. Uh, this, I know, but hey, no one's going, no one's disagreeing with you, mate. <laughs> Listen, calm down. Leave me be. The control scheme that kind of mirrors what they tested out with Tatsunoko versus Capcom on the Wii. So you've got like, instead of your punches and kicks labeled to certain buttons, mm-hmm. you've got like a light, heavy, light, medium, and heavy and launch attacks. And that kind of makes it flow a bit faster. It plays def- definitely does play differently to uh, Marvel Capcom 2. But again, I don't know if I'm just grousing being an old man. I've been playing Marvel Capcom 2 for 10 years. Yes. And I'm just used to it. And I know it inside out. It's a bit of an odd one because it has... I know it's not like Street Fighter playing, mm. but it's an odd choice, I think, for them to make a leap in yeah. the way that the game controls. Yeah. Because it does have quite a cult following. No. And it's still a lot of competitions out there based around Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Yeah. And to just take that bigger franchise and say, this is how we're going to do the do control ones. One. We may branch this out into the R series. Yeah. It's, it's I, I don't know if it's just they've tried. This is the most uh, wide, this is the biggest appeal, I would think, of all the fighting games because they've got all the Marvel characters yeah. as well. They want to make it as simple for people to get into as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's a much more streamlined way of playing it. Uh, whether or not I think it's better is two different things. I think I might end up trading it in. Ah, yes. Gosh. Yes, I'll just stick to Marvel Capcom 2. Who's your favourite guys? In the new one? Mm-hmm. Uh, my team is Super Scroll, Deadpool, and who else was it? It's been there about two or three weeks since I've played it. Uh, I'll usually go for Cat. Ooh. Uh, and are you undefeatable? Yes, yes. So that's one thing I have not actually mentioned in this uh, so far. Uh, I am undefeatable. So uh, anyone who wants to test the metal, they better do it quick. Because <laughs> I'm going to get ready. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, 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 it's a good game, but I wouldn't say necessarily that I need it. Yeah. Anymore. Oh, well, but it was fun while it lasted. Fun while it lasted. Like all relationships. Would you pick it up for? I would now. I would say it's now you can get it for about twenty five. I would say that's an alright price, but I would maybe go for the nineteen ninety nine. The rate at which the fighting games seem to drop in price at the yeah. moment is another thing that just stops me from thinking about yeah. it on day one. Well, considering also that the two new characters came out, yeah. uh, Shumagorath and Jill Valentine, and they were both four ninety nine or three ninety nine each. No chance. That's so it's eight quid for two characters. You I'm get like the forty quid you've already paid, paid for the quid game. and you get like you know thirty five characters for forty quid, or you can get two characters for eight pound. It just it doesn't add up. It's all too confusing, Capcom. Yeah. Relax. Just don't release. Just relax. Don't fucking mess with me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, cool. Are you been, what else have you been playing, sucker? I got Crisis 2. You did. On Thursday. Oh, <laughs> oh tell me more about Crisis. Oh. I don't understand this. <laughs> it hurts me. Uh, no, Crisis 2, uh, I'm going to write something and stick it up on the blog. Monster is also apparently writing something, and we're going to do a kind of oh, that clash, the, that the clash of the articles, East, clash of the reviews. West, East versus West. Man against man. The immovable object hitting the unstoppable force or something. Something along those lines. <laughs> but so far, I'm maybe about two hours, two and a half mm. hours into it. Uh, it's looking pretty good. Yeah, it looked fun when I saw you Very pretty. It. The FPS, obviously the big deal is the crisis coming to consoles mm-hmm. rather than being on PCs that yeah. nobody could afford to uh, buy or see. Uh, but yeah, it looks stunning. It looks very nice, seen. yeah. I liked all the graph, uh, sorry, the grass, the glass effects. Yes. When they were uh, being broken, it looked very nice. Yeah, no, there was a lot of prettiness in it. The multiplayer as well is good fun. I'm just getting into that, but very coddy. But yeah. Also, you can go invisible and kind of bulk up, mm-hmm. so that kind of changes the way. Yeah, a lot of different powers and stuff. I think that's what they need in games like that. That's why I liked the Shadowrun when I played the short time I yes. played that on the 360. Uh, it wasn't just stuff. FPS where you're just shooting people yes. you've also got powers and abilities that you know you can tactically think about how mm. you're going to take people out because it does seem we've already been complaints that it's all just about who can bulk up first and about I bet there are armor first and yeah but it doesn't I don't think that's all going to end up that way it's more about it's not going to save them fattest gun it's not going to save them when I get on there Oh, yeah. does that mean you're getting it? Eh? No, it's boring <laughs> <laughs> it's boring can't be hard anyway right now for the thing cool. Toy Story 3 Yes, yes. Toy Story 3 I picked up because I heard on another podcast that it was surprising. I know there are... So I'm spitting my water out there? It wasn't from Glasgow, though. Oh, gosh. We're still Glasgow's number one gaming podcast. Bring it. Yay. Uh, no proof behind that. No proof at all. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I heard on another podcast that it was uh, surprisingly good. Yes. Especially I... it has a kind of main quest and a sandbox and kind of mode. toy box mode. The toy box mode. But, yeah, it's pretty impressive. It's surprisingly tight. Yeah, well, I enjoyed We did the uh, toy box mode, the pair of us. Mm-hmm. You get to ride a horse. You get to ride a wee horse. Instant plus points. Uh-huh. You uh, get to, it's kind of like Grand Theft Auto kind of sandbox. Yeah. You can, you help Professor Ham build up a wee town. Yeah. And it uh, has different sections that build off it. And then eventually Zerg appears in his giant tower. Oh, Zerg's, the Zerg was good. But it's very funny, and uh, a lot of the original cast are in it. Plus, yeah. you get to hear Tom Hanks' brother be Tom Hanks. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, I mean, we just tooled about on those like a little racetrack, mm-hmm. and we just tooled about in that for like the whole thing. Local kind of co-op as well. Yeah. So I played the main quest with my wee bro. Oh, nice! And Rose. that worked really well. And he's some man, isn't he? Yeah, really. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's still quite expensive. The game is it. Because, well, I think it's about 25, 26 pounds mm-hmm. now. It's been here for a while, mm-hmm. but if you can get it cheap, it's a quality wee game. It's surprising. Surprising. Don't be put off. Don't be put off. What else, Gav? Well, let's get down to the bare bones, the meat. Of the the brass tacks. Let's get down to brass tacks. Yeah, I went and got Killzone 3. Um, I know we said last month you're not a big fan. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Time for me to hit the road. Make <laughs> tracks. Uh... I was brown zone I was fucking thrill zone you mean uh, I got changed days I know no, I uh, went and got it it was in HMV the normal version the collector's edition was 42 99 and mm. this was 44 99 that I got the Hellgast edition the giant heat edition comes with a big Hellgast head which stores an art book 
a they had some extra DLC uh, codes, you know, collector's edition and something else, I'm sure. And you got a Hellgast uh, sniper figure mm. that comes with it as well, which is actually really nice and well made. Uh, yeah, it's great. Um, it's good because, as you say, brown zone and all that, it's got that kind of thing from the second one. The second one did have a real problem with just being grey and brown. And it was a horrible uh, palette. It just didn't excite. Uh, despite being really well designed, it didn't get a chance to show that. And the third one kind of takes... It, it doesn't exactly make it completely like Bulletstorm level colourful, mm-hmm. but it does put splashes of colour in, which is quite pleasing to the eye, you know, it's like it's not fully bombarding you. Uh-huh. So you're in like a war zone or something, but you know, explosions won't just be, you know, brown. <laughs> you yes. know, that Good. kind of thing. But um, it looks great. The tutorial level at the start, I'll show you it once we finish this uh, bullshit and get this wrapped up. <laughs> uh, you do a tutorial <laughs> level and you're kind of taken through like an experiment uh, lab, uh, the Hellgas lab, mm-hmm. and the amount of detail that's gone into it, just for something that most people will just run right through. And it's, it carries the way through the entire game that I've played so far. It looks great. There's so many little bits that you can just stop and appreciate how nice it is. I'm looking forward to seeing it before. That's why I didn't really want to mention too much about the graphical impact of Crisis 2. Yeah. Because I don't have anything to reference it against. Yeah. And the only thing that I think I could reference it against is Kill Kill Because that's supposed to be so... The most current of the visually visual. It also, the, thing is, the good thing about it is I'm, a, I'm now a big fan of the Killzone franchise but based on this game because it is so tight it's like the tightest most kind of they've got it down to a fine art this it's yeah, crisp crisp it just it controls so well everything just works perfectly they clearly have done their homework on it uh, coupled with art direction coupled with the changes in the colour uh, the sound is great just the multiplayer is fantastic it's just a great game and I can recommend it to to any to any motherfucker any, any motherfucker out there uh, so you know again in the same, it's the same with Bulletstorm and all I don't expect too much from the storyline but it is a bit richer than I expected it to be mm-hmm. um, but get it you'll be laughing laughing like a drain <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd expect the storyline to be good with the amount of money and talent that they've got behind yeah. it but uh, I'll, I'll give it a bash I'll give, give it a bash, bash. Brought a copy I around. did bring you a copy I'm always up for something exciting and as you say, thrill zone. Thrill zone. I love that. Oh, I love that. Really, really clever. And <laughs> uh, else on your big I don't, stupid I, list? Really quickly, want to just mention I got uh, Pixel Junk Shooter Two. Pow 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 for the PS3 again. So the PS3. <laughs> I will say I did nearly play a game on the Xbox. I got sent by Boomerang Games uh, Fable Three, mm-hmm. and because I got Dragon Age. That was just pumped to the side. That's my fantasy game played for this next couple of months. So Fable 3 is going to probably go back unplayed. Yes. Uh, anyway, Pixel Junk Shooter. I didn't finish the first one. Uh, this was the second one to come out. But I thought, second one's out, I'll go and complete the first one. It turned out I was on the last level anyway. So it oh. took me like 10 minutes to complete the game. <clears throat> and I won't spoil it for anyone, but when you complete the game, something happens and it just made me go, oh, buy oh. this game. So... <laughs> I really didn't expect what happened to happen. It's just a proper good hook to get to buy the next game. Uh, so this one is kind of the same gameplay, really. Mm-hmm. There's changes to the thing. You know, instead of instead of like lava, there's still those kind of things, elements in the game. You've got more things like acid and things that affect you in different ways and different power ups and tweaks. It seems like they nailed the the game mechanics in the first one, and now they're just focusing on making the levels obviously yeah, finding a bit more uh, really clever, you know, levels and stuff. Uh, it's got offline co-op 
and online multiplayer as well. Oh, it's a really great wee tight game. It's only like seven quid, uh, and it's funny in places as well. So, I go for it. You've converted me. I think you should buy it, mate. And uh, I do have the first one there, but yeah. I haven't really given it the time. It deserves the first one's definitely worth playing through. It's got a great uh, end box. End box, I get a robot. Ooh, like a undersea robot. Robots. Robot. Well, my boomerang game that I got this month yeah. was uh, Marvel Superhero Squad. Oh, aye, and you sent it back before I could play it? Yep. <laughs> uh, Friends. I, I thought I'd get another one straight back out, but I yeah. think I've caught up with myself after yeah. the Christmas yeah. lag. I said to you before you sent it, but hey. You said you were going to buy it? Yeah, <laughs> I say a lot of things. <laughs> but that first bit was true. That first one was worth listening to. Yeah. Uh, another seemingly kiddie game, but mm. I was spurred on by my experiences with Toy Story 3. Yeah. And I only play Wayne's games now. I only play Wayne's games. It's because of my whole 52 games this year. Mm. So I figured I've got a certain yeah. demographic to yeah. get through a couple of speedy ones. I am playing. A new Dragon Age was coming out. Yeah. I wanted a bit of time to spend on that. I'm playing Surf's Up for the GameCube this week. <laughs> King Kong. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, being a kind of fan of the Marvel Universe comics in general. Yeah. It's quite an easy yeah. thing to just slip into it. I'm guessing if you weren't, this would look like an extremely kiddie, kiddie game. Yes, it does. I mean, less accessible than Toy Story 3, which yeah. at least had a big kind of movie behind it. This is just a TV series, which is still going, I think. Yeah, that's still going, eh? It's great. It's great. <laughs> it's great. But not everyone's going to sit and watch that, like no. you or I. No. But again, it was, I guess, the most recent game, Marvel game that you could put it against would be Ultimate Alliance. Yeah. It's far, far better than Ultimate yeah. Alliance 2. Just still. Good fun romp. Good fun romp. Basically, almost the same mechanic. You are you go two characters, kind of side-scrolling level. You uh, beat them up beat as, you, as you go along. Yeah. But very humorous. Yeah. Really, really funny. I know you can tell me about Thor's lavender bath. Thor's lavender bath. Uh, there's just ridiculous points in it. Really, really funny. But most of them revolve around Thor. Yeah. But That's uh, good. He's, uh, when he goes to Asgard. Yeah. Uh, Loki, uh, his, his evil brother, yeah. half brother. I brought half brother. The god of mischief. Uh, but that and the enchantress. Yeah. His whole scene with enchantress is fantastic. She offers him a kiss if he does the quest. Mm. He gets extremely, extremely excited. Do <laughs> uh, <laughs> pop a boner? He does. <laughs> then, so I played through that. Great, right up until the end. Not, you know, the most diverse, well, not diverse, the most deep storyline yeah. I can imagine, but. It'd be fun. It is. It's just a good, fun game. When I see it, I think 15-odd quid, I'll, I'll end up picking up. Yeah, and there's DLC for it as well. You can go... Uh, Thanos. Uh, yeah, Initiative Thanos, or Super Scroll, uh, Red Skull, people like that. But can you go Red Skull on it? I think in the DLC you can. Oh, I need to get that. But the characters are great, and they have their little moves, and it, the way the levels evolve through them, they'll change really rapidly. They'll be bits where we'll just all of a sudden go to like an FPS moment where you're throwing oh. things into windows and stuff, or... Uh, top down mazes yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, they just vary cool. it all the way all along. And uh, one of the levels is based around somebody's game show. All right. And they've just got to do these ridiculous little tasks all the way through it. Okay. Great cast of characters like uh, Captain America, uh, Iron Man, just all the, Hulk, the biggins. Wolverine. Fantastic. Yeah. And then when you do enough kind of, uh, what do they call them? Like heroic tasks or something. Yeah. Heroic feats. Heroic feats. When you do a, a character's correct heroic feat, you'll unlock alternate costumes for nice. them. Another thing Ultimate Alliance was not going to do for free anymore. Yeah. Uh, so the the way the characters look, obviously, are like a TV show, but then they'll have characters who aren't in the TV show, yeah. so it looked like they had a bit more 
fingers in how it was developed right. or how the, the eventual look was. So I unlocked the Red Hulk, nice. and it was a total little Ed McGuinness style <laughs> Red Hulk. And oh, it was cool. just looked great. How it's um, adorable was Prince Namor McKenzie, the Savage Submariner? In there was no sign of him, Fred. Oh, rage up, rage up. Nah, I'm not buying it. <laughs> that's me done is that us done that's us done thanks for listening to that was a lot of games that man. was a lot of games we're done now guys you can come back how long was that breathe on me I'm sorry I breathe in your face look how about we uh, take a wee swig of juice take a wee swig we'll come back with some news Mwah! right Gav we're back hello Badum. how you doing I'm oh so good that juice was Tasty. It's tasty just one. Impression on the tongue. Special R. Real quick, we're going to go through next month's new important releases. So by the time people are going to start hearing this, mm-hmm. they're just about to come out. Woo! Woo! WWE All-Stars. I cannot wait for that. PS3, Wii, PSP, PS2 is coming out yes, as that's well. that's all it's coming out. day. Everything, basically. Yep. A really over-the-top looking brawler yep. wrestling game. Really heavily stylized. Can't wait. Bingo. Next important game I've got on my list, Michael Jackson, The Experience. Yes, I think you would uh, like that. This is on my boomerang list. I'm hoping that's the game you send me next month. That's just like a dance game, isn't it? Like Just Dance. Just yeah, with Michael much. Jackson. Both Michael Jackson. Oh, well. uh, Plants vs. Zombies coming out of the DS. What? <laughs> my juice away again. I think. Have you played through Plants vs. Zombies? No. It did good. I was going to see if we could get it on the uh, PS3, but it was like 15 quid. Ridiculous, so yes, that's still going to be cheaper than 29 quid, yeah. whatever this will be. Uh, Mortal Kombat, pow, 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 pow. PS3, probably Xbox. still be suckered in on a day one for Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, not learning your lesson about fighting games. And Portal 2 comes out next month as well. Is that next month? 21st of April. Holy shit, here, Xbox 360, PS3, PC. I can't wait. Mac. Let's ready. play it co op. Let's be robot pals. That's it. <laughs> there we go. Right. Headlines this month. Bum. We've decided to cut the fat yes. from our month news because we decided that talking about stuff we weren't interested in Makes was no boring. Yes, and uh, nobody, and excuse the language here, Phil, but nay cunt gets Whoa. the news from this podcast. No, that's fair enough. So there's no point going over sales figures for Connect every month. It's true enough. So let's hit out on some hard-hitting headlines. Gav, PS3. <laughs> Following picking up some bafters, the heavy rain creator David Cage stated that he's fed up with Space Marines, claiming that being given a gun is being given a gun to hold is not necessarily enough in a game. Now I say here, Gav, my my tuppence. Uh. I can't agree with him enough. But I'd also like to point out that a ropey conclusion to a terminally boring game uh. is not enough to hold a game. No, indeed. So. But Heavy Rain took BAFTAs for story, yep. original music, and technical innovation. Who would have guessed? I know, I know. I, I think, you know what it is, I, and I don't care about what David Cage is saying as such, right? I, I, I can agree with him, we need to innovate, we need to push games forward. That's fine. We being them, not us. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's not what he's saying that bugs me, it's the fact that it's him saying it. Yeah. It's He's got the cheek to come out and say, Games need to have fucking brilliant stories, mate. <laughs> Aye, well, where was a good story in your game? Why was he holding the origami figures and waking up in the middle of the street? Who fucking knows? We both played it through. Neither of us found out. No, no. Heavy Rain getting BAFTAs and that is a good example of people trying to push games into the spotlight and show that it can, they can provide something different that from that whole Space Marine thing. Yeah. Uh, it shows people that don't play games 
that think that games are incapable of providing that kind of mature experience, that they can do it. As long as these people don't actually play Heavy Rain, mm -hmm. then that's good for the industry, <laughs> in my opinion. Because as soon as they so, go... Our games can provide a great narrative, and they can be fun, and they can be emotionally... Uh, you can you can develop you know your characters and stuff like that. Oh, that's great! But if they play Heavy Rain, that's going to be the end of it. They're going to just be like that. No, they, game, no games are shite. Yeah, <laughs> this is wrong. Games are terrible. I will never play a computer Heavy game. Heavy Rain isn't for the Gears of War fans, and Gears of War isn't for the Heavy Rain fans. No, whoever the fuck. Well, obviously they do have fans. There's no point in saying that because <laughs> it's so tumbled. And lots of people do like it, apparently. <laughs> but if it's changing anything about the perception of games, taking it away from that kiddie, immature standpoint, yes, you, know, do you play games seriously, it's, yes. as long as if it's taking it towards that plateau where we are on the same level as we, again, on the same <laughs> level as, as uh, films and books and all yeah. the same other media. If it takes a bit of David Lynchian bullshit, yeah, to exactly. get there, then fine. Uh, and I don't necessarily think that and this is a sentence I wrote like a week ago, right? And looking back, it's it's pretty bent. <laughs> Space Marine games and World War Two shooters, they're no providing what I'd call a balanced gaming diet on their own, right? Okay. But they do like they do contribute to that. Uh -huh. So, so there's something about having a very meaty, visceral game now and again. It's not a bad thing. It's like having, you know, like eating healthily and then just having a big fucking burger at the end of it. We need these kind of games. That's why we play them. We play them to yes. get away from our shite lives. Yes. And I don't want to, like, he's talking about developers putting their own experiences and their own selves into the game. That's going to end up being playing a game where I'm a games developer and that's not exciting. <laughs> Sometimes game dev story. Yeah, game dev story was exciting. <laughs> but, like, but, mate, I think we've established that's not actually like a real studio. <laughs> So what, what I really want is just for him to shut fucking up, make a good game, and then I'll listen to him. Yeah, I'm all for. I support interactive drama. I got an achievement on my PS3. You, got yeah. you can check his chivos. Exactly. He's Have a look, mate. Check the app. But uh, yeah, at least make it a decent storyline, please. Yeah, please. It can't be that. Well, I can do it, but I don't get paid the big bucks exactly. to do it. From now on, I will not refer to the games industry as we. No, you totally should. Nah, it puts me off. Uh, but off my stroke. Like, next story, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Some dude got a Kinect yep. to work with his PS3 oh, by running it through a PC uh -huh. and then his PS3. Yep. Completely fucking useless. Yes, to anyone. Never going to be supported by anything. No. Unless it's homebrew. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> that is exciting. People are going that off the wall all, for it. That was all the bugs for that whole day. It's ultimately disposable. We're never going to be able to use that in any way, shape, or form. And they're going, oh, it's great. Look, I can control the XMB with my hands. It's like Minority Report. No, it's not. It's not like Minority Report. It's you waving your hand left and right and it just detecting that. Talking about how great the Kinect is, people are taking these things as if the Kinect's so much better than, let's say, the Move mm -hmm. because it can do all these things. Yes. But see, until they're in the hands of normal people like you or I, uh, it doesn't matter what yeah. it can do. Uh, if there's really, really strong developers' tools, yeah, like the ones you even saw for the move, mm -hmm. when the guy had the two swords and yeah, he's spinning them round and the shields. That looked fun. Yeah, but that wasn't what the move sports was like yeah. when you got the sword fighting game and that. Yeah, absolutely correct. Thanks. Did I get a point for that? Congratulations, <laughs> you've passed the guys, test. Guys, at home I was correct. Right, Nintendo. Nintendo News. What do you have? Oh, well, you know, the 3DS came out this month. Mm -hmm. I very good. So no games, doesn't matter. We did try it though. 
Would I try and keep the SM game station on? There was some Nintendo representatives. They were hanging about. There was a pretty lassie. And, and a, a bit handsome guy. Uh, <laughs> there's a slider on this. Like, I, I fucking know, mate. Right? I run a games podcast. Last oh, Premier Games <laughs> podcast, mate. Pushed him over by the face. <laughs> Sit down. This is my yard. No, no. Um, so I'm not really that bothered. Uh, we, played, we did play uh, Pilot Wings. Mm-hmm. And the 3D looks fine. It looks really nice. The mm-hmm. whole system's very nice and feels sturdy. I'm wanting to buy one now. <laughs> <laughs> You're in. They did get really cheap. They're 175. Yeah, 175. So I think. Maybe, folks, it's time that you started chipping in. Maybe, I was yeah. <laughs> going to go down the route of maybe uh, selling my 360, but, you know, I like that idea better. These people should be paying our way. I've read that there's no uh, communication tool on the 3DS. There's no, like, picto chat. Or there's no, you know, things like that. You know, nothing where you can just have a laugh and draw willies and send them How to people. How many times do you use picto chat? We used to use it all the time when it first came out. I used it in college a lot. <laughs> when we were doing our lectures and stuff like that. Picto chat away. Picto chat away, all right. Um, New Willie. That's how cool I was in college. <laughs> but anyway, the, the only real news I can think of, uh, one of my favourite uh, NES games uh, is getting revamped, and it's been released on WiiWare, and it might not be everyone's cup of tea, but it's Super Dodgeball. Ooh. I used to play a ROM of this on my PC back in the day, and it was in Japanese, and I had to like, eventually work it out. I played it that much, I had it all worked out. Uh, <laughs> it's the only reason I'm going to have to go to the WiiWare store in a long, long time. It's that kind of, it looks kind of, you know, Nintendo World Cup, uh, mm. City Ransom kind of chibi style guys. Yeah. It's like that, and it's on like this kind of, looks like a football kind of game, but it's dodgeball. And you guys get like super moves and, you know. Was there not a DS game with this? In fact, yes, there was. There was a DS yes. game. Uh, this is all like super 3D looking, Ooh. but it looks very, very nice. So getting that. I, do, I think I did play the DS one yeah. and it was good fun. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, I'm a big fan of dodgeball games, mate. Yeah. It's not a big genre. But, uh, not a big genre. But I'm a big fan of that genre. Not a big guy. True. Maybe that's why you like dodgeball so much, because you can really fucking leather it. Bigger target, though, for the ball. Mm, I never thought about all that. Nobody ever thinks about me. <laughs> so that's Nintendo news. Oh, I've got Nintendo news as well. No, no I'll move on next. Shut it. Oh, oh. <laughs> Tell me of Nintendo news. Oh, oh I'm interested, I'm interested. Oh, I swear, I oh. swear. Uh, there was a story on Ars Technica. It came out where, uh, what was his name? Where is he? Hideki Kono. <laughs> there you go. One of the producers on the Nintendo 3DS. That's a funny name. Uh, isn't it? It's from over <laughs> there. Uh, we want to get software out to as many people as possible. And there are some people who just can't see 3D. Yeah. Now, one of the main things about playing the 3DS yes. was how happy I was when I realised I'm not one of them. Exactly. That was a I'm not one of them. We're moving away from the stance that says if you don't use the 3D functionality, you can't play this game. Yep. So Nintendo are effectively saying that we're not going to pursue, pursue sorry, the natural kind of endpoint for a 3D system, yep. which is games that rely yep. on 3D to broaden the experience in yep. some way to make a new platform. Yeah, I mean that needs to play I think, games. I think it has to. Now, obviously, it's, you can't really fault the folk. That have things like unaligned eyeballs, yeah. astigmatisms, poor bastards, or cyclopses, cycli, cycli, <laughs> all of which would not be able to use a 3D. Of course. But do you think Nintendo are cutting off their nose to kind of spite their face in this aspect? I think as well, though, that it's taken into account people that you know if it does eventually sustained play is going to hurt your eyes, mm-hmm. if it's going to do anything because you know they've already said under six year olds yeah. shouldn't be playing it. 
So with a 3D slider, I'm sorry. Yeah, they'll want to sell mm-hmm. 3DSs to under six-year-olds. So the best way to do that is to have games that don't rely on 3D uh, and then say, right, now you're old enough, your eyeballs are now firm. <laughs> <laughs> you can now play these 3D games. But I, I know what you mean. It sounds like they're kind of like, right, 3D's not the main focus of this console. And if it isn't, then what is? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I understand an unwillingness to not want to completely just disregard yeah. a certain market sector, mm. but you've got to understand just because of what conceptually it is and physically it is, yeah. it is an entertainment device and it does require a certain amount of input yeah. before it even becomes usable for anybody. You couldn't play a DS if you didn't have any hands. Yeah. Uh, you couldn't... You could put a stylus in, this, in your stump. Yeah, well, basically, <laughs> you're not going to sell dance mats to folk in wheelchairs. Yeah. I mean, you just got to kind of accept that. I'm not saying it's it's wrong of them to yeah. say we're not going to pursue it. Absolutely pursue a way to make it work for both people. For everyone. But don't rule it out for everyone. And if Nintendo aren't willing to do it for their own system, third parties, won't third parties aren't going to fucking touch it. And more importantly, Gav, why do they care more about a Cyclops' enjoyment than no one? <laughs> He's had a tough life, Cyclops. He has to wear that ruby visor, ruby cloth. Like his dad's corset. Do you not think though that um, <laughs> the 3DS isn't pow- isn't graphically powerful enough to really impress, uh, especially when this new Sony NGP thing is going to be coming out? Yes. The 3D is one of the major pulling points of it. Absolutely. That's what's going to impress you off the bat. I mean, when I was playing Pilot Wings Resort, it didn't look any better than the Wii version of. Uh, Wii Sports Resort when you were in yes. the plane didn't look any better than that but the fact that it was in 3D that's what impressed me yes so when I'm sitting playing a game which is essentially looks like a Wii game that's not going to pull in many people you know what I mean that's just what you've got in the house I just think it's a bit of a daft move um, Gav fuck them I don't want to buy it anymore <laughs> get rid of this forget it the battery's shite the battery the shoes the shoes right <laughs> anyway multi-platform news <laughs> uh, there's more Mass Effect 2 DLC for Aye, what's that all about? Isn't that weird? Aye. The game is like that game. two years old, Yeah, I think. Good on them. Aye, good on them. Make any more tempted to play it through? Nah. Nah, nah. Well. If, I, I, if <laughs> I haven't played through the uh, the main story, I'm not going to play through the additional bits. I guess not. I don't see... I should really give that a bash, eh? It's, it's, it was nothing personal against Mass Effect 2. It was the fact that I was playing it on the Xbox. I think after playing thing. Dragon Age 2, you may be yeah. a bit more appreciative of how awesome that is. It wasn't even that. It was I was enjoying it. It's just the uh, I was playing it on the Xbox. Yeah. I'll get it for the DS. Well, maybe. The Crisis 2 demo came out for everything. Yes. And then very quickly was removed because of bugs, connection yeah. issues and things like that. What up with that? Uh, how... We mentioned as well in Bulletstorm that... The demo wasn't necessarily great. No. For representing the whole game. I went, I was trying to think. My original question was going to be, how important is a good demo, yeah. Gavin? But then I thought, oh, fuck it. Can you think of any games that have come out that had a great demo but ended up being a shite game? See, that's a tough one. I was thinking about... Uh, I wouldn't even say Vanquish because I was talking about Vanquish had a great demo and mm-hmm. it came out of nowhere. I thought, I'll download this game, see what it's like. You know, Sega's involved. I enjoy Sega. Yeah. Uh... Didn't, hadn't done any of the kind of previous work on it. I didn't know what, was, what the deal was. And ended up loving it. And ended up spouting to everybody who would listen. You should try this Vanquish demo. It's fantastic. You need to play it. Playing the actual game, uh, I didn't even get through the entire game because I got about halfway through and it got to like a bug. 
that I would have to go right back to the start of the game to play. And I was yeah, like, no. yeah. I was like, no, fuck that. I'm not going to. It's not. It wasn't so entertaining to me that I thought I could go through that two hours again. And that's why I gave it back to you. That's fair enough. Did I tell you about my costume quest bug? No. Thing. I got to a point where I need to use the French fry suit, mm-hmm. and nobody will follow me. Apparently, it's just a bug. They said there's not going to be a fix for it. You go out and restart the game. I'm like, no. No, I don't think I will. <laughs> wow, that's shitty. That's shitty. Um, Bugs and glitches. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, I'll always try and get a demo for a game, even if I know I'm going to buy the game. Mm-hmm. Dead Space 2, I went and got the demo as soon as it came out because I was just that excited to give it a shot. You were extremely excited about it. Oh, well, and, and it paid off. Paid dividends, mate, because uh, I got to enjoy it a little bit earlier. Uh, but yeah, you generally, I mean, people, you can usually rest assured that you can judge a game's quality as, it, as a, the demo's the yardstick to how good a game is. Yes. Uh, very rarely do you get something like, like Bulletstorm didn't have a great demo. It just didn't the section of the game they chose just wasn't very exciting. No, no. And that's why I was kind of thinking, I don't think I'll bother buying this, but then after watching the videos and after watching uh, a few other people's first impressions of the game, that's when I thought, fuck it, I will just get it, and ended up loving it. So, demos, they're not the be-all and end-all. You have to, I think if, if you do experience a shitty demo, I wouldn't write it off completely. No. Do you know what I don't like? What? It's that, as soon as I see that message, it says this is not the final product. Yeah. And it's not representative of, of the, the final game. game. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, fuck that. This yeah. is for games that are coming out, maybe, Crisis Demo came out last week. Yeah. And the game came out this week. Mm-hmm. And it's not yeah. re- representing the full product. Start copping out. I don't know. It's just, well, I guess it's just a legal thing they have to put in there, eh? Just in case, just in case like, something changes. Fine. This, and this demo, I bought this game based on what happened in the demo, and it, was, it wasn't in the game, and I, and I want to sue you, and thanks. Thank you for your money. Thanks for the memories. And that's you, fuck. Thanks for the memories. Uh, the, what was, oh yeah, the, the, the Bioware thing, Gav. The Bioware thing. I think if we get into this, people might start to question my sexuality. Right. So. <laughs> I think it's perfect time then. Oh, okay. Um, Go ahead, uh, stud. Right. So, basically, there was a question asked on the Bioware form in relation to the kind of partners yeah. and uh, romantic directions that you can take in Dragon Age 2. Yes, indeed. The question was, what's it written down here? Some... Where? It was about catering to the male, the, the standard demographic. Wasn't the it? standard demographic, the fact that it said that the two options that you can have if you were to play as a man dating a female or marrying whatever happens yeah. in the game was Meryl and Isabella. Meryl's kind of like a kind of innocent angel, uh, angel, angel, elven kind of character. And uh, no, Meryl is yeah, Meryl's kind of, yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of slotty pirate. Slotty pirate. Yeah. Uh, and he said that these options were both a little bit too exotic. Yeah. And he just uh, wanted a normal wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he took offence to the uh, the fact that this wasn't for the kind of core audience. Yeah. It wasn't enough of an option yeah. for him. Well, do you think it's odd to me because? You're saying about these people are being exotic. You're playing a game called Dragon Age 2 uh-huh. where you're playing some fucking crazy warrior or mage or whatever. You're fighting dragons left, right and centre. Are you just wanting some daft lassie that you can pick up in fucking like a cat house? You want, like, I, <laughs> He's just wanting some normal lassie. I don't want a crazy pirate slutty woman or a crazy elf woman. Mm. No, no, I want some boring ass fucking lassie. No, 
That's not what you play these games for. The one of the writers, uh, David Gader, the, one of the lead writers for the game, <laughs> came out. I know. Yeah. Uh, came out and said that the, ro- the romances in the game are not for the straight male gamer. Yeah. They're for everybody. We have a lot of fans, many of whom are neither straight nor male, and they deserve no less attention. We have good numbers, after all, and the number of people who actually use the similar sorts of content in Dragon Age Origins, and thus don't need to resort to anecdotal evidence to support the idea of their numbers and are not insignificant. And that ignoring the idea that they don't have just as much right to play the game as anyone else. The rights of anyone regards the game are market at best, but anyone who takes that stance must apply it equally as both, to both the minority as well as the majority. And the majority has no inherent right to get more options than anyone else. Eloquent start. Bang on. To right. use, Bang to on. Response. And that's why I agree Red with like a moron. I understand. <laughs> but nevertheless, the guys come out and just right. slamming down the original idea. Of course. That, uh, you know, we're only going to look out for straight male gamers. Yeah, and, and no, there's no way that they should. I mean, I think this game's got a very wide appeal. Uh, absolutely. I think any kind of fantasy game, I think, will attract... Uh, an audience that's yeah. broad and diverse because a lot of people who are more inclined towards uh, being accepting of kind of fantasy and yeah. reading fantasy and being into Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that are going to be folk that are maybe a bit more fringy than the yeah, like, you know, footballing lads yeah, exactly. of the world. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I am myself, I would consider putting a label on it, a white straight male. Uh-huh. And I banged a guy in Dragon Age and ended up uh, living <laughs> exactly. with him. Ended up moving in with him, living with him. And ultimately running off with him. Mm. So, I mean, I don't understand it. It's the end of the guy's argument that is the best part. And the person who says that the only way to please him is to restrict the options for others if, is, if you ask me, the one who deserves at least. That's my opinion expressed as politely as possible. Yeah. You know, just a beautiful way to end. Oh, I of course. Uh, this, just to shoot this guy completely down and not taking it as just a troll. Of course, kind of, of course, not disregarding these things, actually addressing the guy's point. Yeah. And uh, giving his full... And it will be a perception of a lot of people that are playing it. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of people will uh, be feeling exactly the same way as this mm-hmm. guy, because there's a lot of really bigoted... Oh, of course. ...people out there. <laughs> I mean, I was playing the game through... Uh, the very first romantic choice my character got in the game mm-hmm. was with a guy. Yeah. So I thought, that'll be funny. <laughs> Stick it on... Started started hitting on the guy. Yeah. He was very receptive. So from that point, all my attention went on that one guy. I thought, I'll take the first thing that comes along in the game and mm. see what happens. It's, it's the idea of there's a level of suspension of belief. Mm. Dragons, fine. And magic, fine. This is my guy, fine. Gay relationship? Gay no. relationship. Draw a line in the sand there. Oh, no, 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 no. The best. Oh, my pals find it. I know. Well, the best thing in the game... Oh, what else? I hope I don't get an achievement for this. <laughs> I don't have a trophy. Bender. Uh, <laughs> bend shot. No, I think that... The problem with that, I mean, obviously, and it's a very old, haggard analogy, right, but being gay in Dragon Age 2 mm. doesn't make you any more gay than being fucking good at Gran Turismo 5 makes you a good rally driver. Aye. You know what I mean? You're just, you're just, like, my character has moved in with a dude, fair enough. And it, Absolutely. And, it, and it end, the game ended in such a satisfying way for me. I wouldn't go back. That's why with I a big kiss. With a big smooch. <laughs> that's why I wouldn't... I'm now, I'm not, I'm not going back to play Dragon Age 2 again mm. because I played the game completely on my own terms, made my own choices, and I was happy with the ending. Mm. So to go back and do anything else would just be picking something else for the hell of it. And I don't think I'd enjoy that as much. 
And uh, even the fact that a game like this is set on branching out on the storyline, yeah. it's, it's equivalent to saying, I'm going to play through all of this game, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to open a single chest. Yeah. I'm just not going to. Yeah. Because it's, it's ran. Yeah. I'm just not going to. I don't do agree it. with it. My dad never opened chests, and look what happened to him. <laughs> the only conclusion to be is that this guy's either genuinely getting some kind of sexual satisfaction yeah. out of the idea of a relationship based within a game. Yeah. Which, if is that's your only outlet to try and find love, I think you might be worthwhile broadening your opinions yeah. in the real world and maybe, well, you know, just trying a couple of new things generally. Well, I mean, um, both of us, you're married, I'm engaged mm. to be married. Being in a relationship in a game, it doesn't matter. I was telling my missus, look at that, I'm banging this guy, and she was like, that shit's hilarious. Put that shit on lockdown, Gav. <laughs> Tell, Stick a tape in. That, break one off in them. <laughs> And you know it's fine because that is a it's not a relationship mm. it's a, a game mechanic no different to a fucking knocking someone out in Halo or you no. know it's just it's a part of the game I, and it doesn't matter in the I real mean, world if, if anything it's like uh, I wasn't a massive fan well to say I wasn't a massive fan I enjoyed the Russell Davis Doctor House yeah right to a point uh, but if there's one thing that he kind of did with the universe that he projected mm-hmm. were the kind of the JB character came back from was this one of complete kind of sexual freedom it's almost like in uh, Star Trek there was the whole idea of that being a future where there was no distinguishing between races Yeah, and everyone was like I'm blown away by this it's the future Uh, why should a magical universe separated from ours even have terms like straight and gay well it it doesn't seem to the only time in the game right once I uh, got together with a guy and he moved, moved in. To, he moved in with me. Big step mm. in any relationship. Pushy as well. Pushy. Um, but the only thing that happened that I can remember was everyone was dead accepting in the game. They were like, "Oh, I had to move in. Glad to hear about it." Yeah. And, you know, oh, it's been great having them around. But like your uncle or something in the game's like, "Oh, I heard you moved in that guy." Don't I guess I don't have to ask who's the woman. Mm-hmm. That's the only time it ever came up in the game. The yeah. game does not bring up anything like that. I would say games being such a new media kind of bursting into the real mainstream. Yeah. Hitting a boom, or like, like you say, they're reaching a kind of level with movies and stuff like yeah. that. They're not entrenched in uh, a bunch of politics that are yeah. hung over from fucking decades ago. Yeah. Games can give a lot of people an impression of a, a place where shit like that doesn't really matter. Yeah, like you we, can, we can write the precedent now going forward yeah. how things are going to be handled. And it's beautiful that we, <laughs> we give as a people, uh, it's good that he was able to be able to respond to this yeah. in such a firm way yeah. and like I said not respond to it as or not disregard it as trolling yeah. because it is an important point oh absolutely it needed to, it needed to be said because I'm sure there's people there that shared that yeah. idiot sentiment and if you let idiot sentiments continue then they only breed generationally yeah. and then, uh, then and it means that the next Dragon Age will just be your character going out and finding some wench and that's mm. the only option unless you go a lady I ain't going no bitch. <laughs> <laughs> sexism contains <laughs> exactly. Sexism is rampant. But anyway, yeah, that that was uh, it was a real high point for me. Yeah, not good. Did, <laughs> did you feel proud of your your industry at that point? I did. I did a little bit. Uh, Bioware always seemed to be able to uh, represent a lot of choices, and as they should, they yeah. should uh, continue to do so. I'm very proud of them. Good yeah. on them. Hey. He, uh, David Dieter is our official guest of the month. Yes, sir. By the way, you are developer of the month. 
you got anything else, Gab? I don't really have anything else. I mean, we are kind of getting close to the hour mark anyway. Well, so. at this point then, I think it's probably time for us to close the show. Let's do it. Let's do it. I think that it's time to really sock it to these people and get them to start supporting us. It's the second time that's been raised. Exactly. Uh, how so can they do that? Yeah. Well, how can they? How can they even just show their love? Well, exactly. We're not asking for scratch. We're putting out this show for free on our own, but we're we not like asking for anything we in like return. We like doing it, but we would like you to do things like perhaps subscribe on on uh, iTunes, reviews. leave us on uh, leave us a message, review us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at, uh, at Geshcast. And get involved. And get involved. Gav, do you know what? I In fact, I, do you know what I've forgotten about? What? The Gesh mailbag. Do you, I was just about to, that's why I was pointing at you. What? what we'll do is we'll close the show and then after the end of music, we'll do the Gesh mailbag, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> right, cool. Well, what we'll do is we'll do the Gesh mailbag as the end of the show. Uh, and while Phil's looking up the questions, I'll just quickly run through a few things that I want to mention. Go for it. Uh, so you can email us at gesh at geshcast.com. If you do have any questions for next month's mailbag, please you can either do it through there or you can do it on Twitter. Uh, I am can be reached at, at geshgav. Phil? Uh, danger Phil. Okay, with two L's. With two L's. And please also take a moment to look over the blogs at geshcast.com. Plenty of opinions that you'll both love and hate in equal measure. <laughs> If you're a fan of subpar writing, exactly. If you're a fan of someone trying to make it in the industry, <laughs> right? You ready for some questions? I'm I am. glad we saved this till the end of the show because yeah. uh, most of them are from my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jamie. Here Jamie, this one's for you. Uh, first one comes in from at James Madison. Uh, how come they haven't invented a chip that goes into your brain and then you can download games directly into your head? It would be amazing and much less cluttered in the lounge. Come on, game boffins. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jamie, I don't know why they haven't downloaded such a but thing, why they haven't invented agree. such a thing, but yeah, we'd be first in line. Do you think if it was like Johnny Mnemonic and you had to give up uh, parts of your memory, mm-hmm. and you had to give up, let's say, the first five years of your life to get the next Mass Effect, yeah. would you do it? Yes. Good. Right. <laughs> Excellent. I would also say, though, that I would probably wait for the next lineup of games oh, after the launch. And you always wait, always wait for second gen. Exactly. Uh, next one, next question comes okay. from at James Madison. <laughs> How about a discussion on what's better between FIFA and Pro Evo? I'd really love to hear your opinions. Jamie uh, is a big fan of football yeah, games, I, and uh, I don't know what side he stands on, but I would have to say I'm a bigger. I know I think FIFA's more technically uh, <laughs> it's better technically, but I think Pro Evo's got more heart. Oh, nice! Uh, you can get a goal in the back of the nets. That's very true. You can hit a free kick. Uh, Ed Stern at Ed Stern Oof uh, Celeb Celeb <laughs> What single syllable rhymes with ink multi-platform FPS titles are you most Oh dagnammit don't make me beg I think he's trying to bring up uh, Link's Adventure Well see he's single syllable he's already he's made it so that he can't fucking I just realised that <laughs> We can't make it any other, any we other game We can't make it any other game I guess we're, both, we're gonna have to just say it We're both really looking forward to getting a pre-release copy of Brink please yeah. <laughs> I think by submitting that question he's entered almost a digital contract <laughs> to send to us, send us copies for the PS3 for the PS3 I am very excited about Brink though I must say and I'm not just saying that in a pandering way I think it genuinely does look like a lot of fun it looks like it's going to be a quality title yeah uh, yes. another question from at James Madison okay what games have you completed the most 
I have completed Mario 1 on the Game Boy probably eight times. It is one of the five games I've fully finished, FYI. Well, that is a, that is actually probably one of the games I've completed most as well, when you fight Tatanga at the end in the wee, mm-hmm. in the wee ship. You can fly through it really fast. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty short game. I'd have to say the game I've played most. In Not to life. take away from Jamie's achievement. Not to there. take away from that at all, because uh, that is... A big step. Um, that's piss easy. How many questions has this arsehole sent me? Well, let me answer his question first. I'm Sh- Shadow the Colossus. Okay, there you go, there you go, Jamie. You wanted to know, you, now you know. What about you? Knowing is half the battle. I have never played a game more than once, Gav, you know me. Liar. I'm not finished with anything. I just have a continuous game of Final Fantasy going at any point. If I don't have one of them going or a Pokemon game going, I'll have the sweats. I'll play Singularity about ten times. <laughs> mm. Buy it. This question comes from at James Madison. <laughs> I'm currently developing a game based on TV's River City. I know it's a good idea, eh? so uh, so far interest has been minimal. Any tips? Uh, really, I have to. I haven't watched River City in a long time, but I think you have to really push the Roshin angle mm-hmm. uh, in River City. For those that don't watch it, you you really should catch up. Scottish based, uh, Scottish based EastEnders, but yeah, basically. pretty much Scottish EastEnders. Uh, yeah, Raymond. Raymond, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> Uh, that's what she should be in it. Yes, she should be a vampire slayer. <sighs> right, right, here we go. This next one comes from at James Madison. <laughs> Few ideas for games. What do you think? <laughs> Number one, the old firm fighting game to see who the biggest Mongo is. <laughs> <laughs> Agree with that. Uh, Moti the game finished the job he started. <laughs> <laughs> He's a raw man. And uh, number three, a game based on a landlord from Bristol who was accused of murder, focusing mainly on his excellent hair. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, four, must be a game in that whole Joseph Fritzl situation. There must be somewhere. <laughs> it's a dungeon crawler, I guess. Uh, I guess so. Attic attack. <laughs> uh, this is an attic attack. <laughs> this is an attic attack. Uh, I think this is the last one. It's from at Dave's board. Hiya, Dave. Uh, he's hoping that the show's going to go on Friday. It being Saturday today, mm, it's unlikely. available. Uh, Where did you get that schedule from? Next Friday. Did we, did we maybe say a schedule? I said we were recording on a Friday. Right, right, okay. But you had to go in 80th. I did have to go in 80th last night. You were night. performing live in 80th. I was. Uh, mm. He asked, did you end up getting a 3DS? Uh, no. No, neither did I. Dave, we answered that question earlier. <laughs> One <of you> last <laughs> no. Sorry, mate. I kind of stood on you there. Uh, oh. More importantly, which is superior, Tika Slice or Balti Pie? I just like the term Balti Pie. I think that sounds funny. Sounds like fucking hairy pie. <laughs> Do you know what that is? Right. That's the mailbag. That's if you have it. any questions answered in such an eloquent fashion Jesus as you just heard. Christ. Jesus, please. <laughs> Where are more we people. More people, please. <laughs> Jamie. We love you and we want more questions from you, but... I'm just going to give him a Twitter feed on the website, I think. Yeah, I think we just give him his own podcast. <laughs> give him it. Here you go, fam. Here you go. We bought you a podcast. <laughs> so that's us. Aye, cheers. We're done. We weathered the storms. Mm-hmm. We came out clean as a whistle. Thank the maker. Nothing's going to stand in our way, folks. Nothing nice. <laughs> as ever. <laughs> Hope you all have a good time. And until next time, remember, Viva La Raza. Más mujeres porque soy latino Y no suffering and tough calling your bluff cause